my friend. Thanks so much for coming out. I tell you what, I'm going to let you find a nice calm station to play while we hang out here by the fire. I'm going to run back inside and get the carafe of coffee. I'll be right back. Hey, you're listening to Rocks, God, the world and other things. I'm Kenny Price, your host. Our mission, advancing equilibrium in the midst of an agitated world. This is season 17, episode 351. And my friend, as I share this episode with you today, it's my prayer that this podcast, this talk that you're hearing that's coming through to you, either through your earbuds or your car speaker, my prayer is that this thing will flood over your soul like a salve, that it will lift you up, that it will encourage you and inspire you to have an optimism as you go throughout your day today. The title, Praise, Praise. The Pathway to Peace. Subtitle, Empowering Encouragement Now. Number 50, God pays attention to us when we give Him our attention. Psalm 66 not only provides the backbone of today's podcast, but it is also a great model to refer to in order to carry out its admonition to sing about the glory of His name and make His praise glorious. Verse 1, Let the whole earth shout joyfully to God. Sing about the glory of His name. Make His praise glorious. Say to God, How awe-inspiring are your works. Your enemies will cringe before you because of your great strength. The whole earth will worship you and sing praise to you. They will sing praise to your name, Selah. Come and see the wonders of God. His acts for humanity are awe-inspiring. He turned the sea into dry land, and they crossed the river on foot. There we rejoiced in Him. He rules forever by his might. He keeps his eye on the nations. The rebellious should not exalt themselves. Selah. Bless our God, you peoples. Let the sound of his praise be heard. He keeps us alive and does not allow our feet to slip. For you, God, tested us. You refined us as silver is refined. You lured us into a trap. You placed burdens on our backs. You let men ride over our heads. We went through fire and water, but you brought us out to abundance. I will enter your house with burnt offerings. I will pay you my vows that my lips promised, and my mouth spoke during my distress. I will offer you fattened sheep as burnt offerings, with the fragrant smoke of rams. I will sacrifice bulls with goats, Selah. Come and listen, all who fear God, and I will tell what he has done for me. I cried out to him with my mouth, and praise was on my tongue. If I had been aware of malice in my heart, the Lord would not have listened. However, God has listened. He has paid attention to the sound of my prayer. Blessed be God. He has not turned away my prayer or turned his faithful love from me. My friend, it is not left to our own option whether we shall praise God or not. Praise is God's most righteous due, and every Christian, as the recipient of his grace, is bound to praise God from day to day. Praising God reminds us of the mighty wonders of His acts on our behalf, His matchless strength, and His refinement of people He loves, which is eternally faithful to us. It is true we have no authoritative rubric for daily praise. We have no commandment prescribing certain hours of song and thanksgiving, but the law written upon our hearts teaches us that it is right to praise God and the unwritten mandate comes to us with as much force as if it had been recorded on tablets of stone or handed to us from the top of thundering Mount Sinai. Yes, it is the Christian's duty to praise God. But my friend, aren't you glad 
that God is not like some of the bosses perhaps that you and I have had, micromanagers who squeeze out and erase every last bit of creativity you might bring to the table, calling the shots on every move you make, including even aspects of your work that have nothing to do with your job performance. Have you ever experienced that, my friend? I sure have. Friend, God would have been righteous to deliver a specific playbook to us on everything from the organization of the local church to how we worship Him and praise Him. Instead, He's given us very few parameters and leaves the rest of the aspects of praising Him or conducting the work of His local church and carrying out His great commission. He's left all of that up to us. How cool it is that He empowers us with the freedom of expression and content as to how we go about giving Him His due in praise and worship. My friend, that is an amazing thing to think that the God of all creation has left the door wide open for us to come to Him in our personalities through our creativity that is God-given and honor Him with our praise, with our worship. It's not only a pleasurable exercise, but it's the absolute obligation of our lives. And get this, regardless of our present life situation, whether it's in mourning or celebration, my friend, we still owe God the praise and worship He deserves in singing, in words of praise and adoration, in the reading of Scripture, in a life lived in obedience to His commands, and the sharing of our testimony of salvation to others who need to hear the good news about Jesus. We are bound by the bonds of His love to bless His name so long as we live, and His praise should continually be in our mouths, for we are blessed in order that we may bless Him. In Isaiah chapter 43, verse 21, it says, God declares, the people I formed for myself will declare my praise. If we don't praise God, we are not bringing forth the fruit which He, as the divine farmer, has a right to expect from our hands. I really like the word picture here that describes God as the divine farmer. And we're workers in His harvest fields. Our capability to draw close to Him in a moment and praise Him is a gift and empowerment from Him. Like King David of old, we should not let our harps, figuratively speaking, hang upon the willows, but take them down and strive with a grateful heart to bring forth its loudest music. We should rise from our lethargy and chant His praise. Friend, have you noticed lately how fatigued people are? I don't care what age you are, but how fatigued people are these days. It's easy to come home at the end of the day, hit the garage door opener at just the right moment, pull into the garage without engaging the neighbors who live around you, go directly in, change into your comfortable clothes, and you know we all have those. For me, it's a pair of stretch shorts and a t-shirt. Open up the bag of fast food you snagged on the way home from work or employ Uber Eats to get your favorite food delivered or your favorite pizza delivered. Turn on the TV, sit back, and veg to your favorite TV show. Eat, get up, brush your teeth, and go to bed. But, my friend, with every morning's dawn, may we lift up our notes of thanksgiving to God and let every setting sun be followed with song. May we wrap our lives with praises, surrounding our lives with an atmosphere of melody, and God Himself will hear from heaven and accept our music. May it be the desires of our heart that we say to God, I love you and will love and in your praise will sing, because you are my loving God and my redeeming King. Perhaps you're not much of a singer. Through the blessing of our ever-expanding modern technology, we all have the capability to access wonderful songs of worship and praise to our Heavenly King. Tragically, the use of hymns has fallen by the wayside in most churches. 
I personally like all genres of music from classical composers, gospel, contemporary Christian music, country, rock, rock and roll, Americana, folk, world music, even heavy metal music if it's done right. So my pitch for the reintroduction of hymns into our personal worship and our lives is not derived from an old fogey mentality. There's a value in some of the hymns of the faith. No doubt some of the hymnals of the past had some ridiculous songs in them like God of Earth and Outer Space. When I saw this, I thought, it really makes you wonder what was the publisher thinking when they included clinkers like that one. But my friend, I encourage you to check out YouTube or archive.org, for example, for old recordings of classic hymns. You may be surprised how the songs and the lyrics assist your soul to focus all of your attention on the God of creation and give him the praise he is due. Also, I invite you to check out Maranatha Music on YouTube or your favorite music app. It's not as old as the traditional hymns, but the music writing and recordings were done very well. On the website, maranathamusic.com, they give some background on the music. Maranatha Music was founded in 1971 by Chuck Smith Sr. to promote Jesus music his young hippie followers were writing and singing up and down the California coast. In the early years, Maranatha Music started signing artists because of their passionate profession of faith through music. These songs became the influential calling card of the worship music genre of that time. The mission these faithful men began continues today. It still is the song of faith that leads people into the presence of God. So my friend, in addition to the hymns, I encourage you to check out the Maranatha music from the past. An interesting thing happens as we give God our undivided attention in personal worship throughout each day. He gives us His undivided attention, and God's Holy Spirit ministers to us from the inside out, and we are changed for the better. That's a great thing. And with that, my friend, I bid you peace. Peace.